Hey guys, I'm Alicia Tova and welcome to The Freelance Hustle, a podcast for go-getters. Each week, I'll be sharing pieces of my story along with fellow hustlers so you can run your business like a pro. Disclaimer, the noise in this little intro isn't the best. My microphone is currently not working and in the day of not wanting to order too much to overwhelm UPS and FedEx and companies that are trying to stay home themselves, I am rigging this little one minute intro. Promise it gets better after that. On this week's episode, we are taking it back to my Hoxton event that I did in Chicago, Illinois back in November. That's right. It's a little pre, I feel like everything pre-corona is like in another lifetime, but I do think that there was some really useful information and tips that can be really relatable right now, especially when you guys are taking a whole new look at your business and really trying to framework how to move forward in this new weird space, especially freelancers. I talk all about tailoring your portfolio to get the clients that you want and how shaping your client experience directly aligns with your business success. So take a listen. If you guys are interested in the slideshow that comes along with the presentation, I will be selling that. I'm not sure quite how or when yet. Um, in the meantime, go ahead and shoot me over an email. Hello at alishatova.com. That's hello at alishatova.com. And I will be sure to send it your way somehow, some way. So enjoy this episode, you guys. And I'll be back next week to talk all about my current status with my business and coronavirus and all of that. It's been um, a journey trying to get that one recorded. I think I'm still processing and I don't quite know how to talk about it yet, but uh, I'm I'm getting there. So hope everyone is staying safe and staying cozy at home and enjoy this week's episode. So I am Alicia Tova Siegel. Alicia Tova is my stage name. I have been doing photography professionally for the last five years. I've been shooting on my own since high school, since I was about 15. Um, And I'm here to talk to you guys just a little bit more about my process and how I've been able to make this freelance passion of mine into a career and really honing in on how I've gotten the clients that I really want to be getting and how I believe that your client experience that you show your clients and your potential clients are what gives you the most business success. I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself, but that's something that I've always put a lot of emphasis on since day one of starting my freelance career. A little bit about me and my professional journey. I was living out in New York from 2011 to 2017. I was working at a tech startup, not doing photography. I actually applied for the photo team at this tech startup for like a year consistently, and they always shot me down. I also, fun fact, applied to the art program at University of Arizona, where I went to undergraduate school, and they also turned me down. So just goes to show that you can be told no like a million times. And I always laugh like, look at me now, Matt Bear. That's who always kept telling me no. So I got laid off from that job. The company went under in 2014, November of 2014. And I 
took a few weeks off just to really clear my head and give myself some space to really figure out what it is that I wanted to do. At that point, I had been studying photography religiously for the last couple of years, obsessing over film photography, practicing it day in and day out. And then when I got back to New York, February of 2015, I decided, let's just try this out. I'm going to give myself until the end of August when my lease was up. And if all else fails, I'll move into my older sister's extra bedroom in Chicago. And here we are now. I have a six-figure photography business. I do around 30 to 35 weddings a year. I work with hotels and companies and I have contract employees that I hire out and it's become so much more than I ever could have imagined. So I'm just here to yeah, tell you about my process and what has worked for me moving forward. And yeah, here we go. How do you get your ideal clients? That's something that people tell me more than anything else. Oh my God, Alicia, like your clients are so cool and beautiful. And like, how do you only get the best jobs? That wasn't always the case. I've had a million jobs that I haven't showed anyone, but I think secretly they've still been a huge component to my business success. Not everything that you see on people's portfolios or Instagrams need to be directly correlated to your own success. But here are a few things that I've really stayed true to. And I've just learned over the years that this is what really works for me. And these, I would say, are the five things that really have helped me craft my portfolio to get me my ideal clients. One is learning how to craft my portfolio, using my words wisely and being prepared, honing in on your style and no one else's style and saying yes to everything until you can finally say no. So this is what my portfolio in a nutshell looks like in 2019. It has not always looked like this. I will show you in a minute what it looked like four years ago. This is something that I've really practiced a lot on and paying attention to detail is something that I think for a lot of freelancers we overlook. I've seen this a lot in friends and colleagues where they hone in so hard on just their Instagram grid or just their their client delivery, like how many photos they're giving that they don't really understand the wider scope of what they're putting out and what they're doing. So for me over the years, what I've really focused in on is just building a consistent portfolio and one that when someone goes and looks on my website or looks at my work, they really understand who it is that I'm photographing and who it is that I want to be photographing. This couple in the middle top, like that would never have been a client of mine in 2015, but I've carefully crafted myself over the last five years to allow myself to now photograph people like them because they're really cool and, um, and they inspire me. And I think at the end of the day, what I do is still an art form and I need to be inspired by the people who are in front of my camera for me to keep doing this job of mine. Uh, the whole reason I got started in photography and why I was so drawn to the art was human connection and being inspired by people's auras and textures and colors and personalities. And that's what always lights me up in a shoot. And so the more that I can work with people who are inspiring to me, I just feel like the better my photos have been over the years. And then, yeah, this is what my portfolio looked like in 2015. So you can tell it's a lot different. Now, I will say, like, I love still a lot of these people and photos and experiences. And just looking back, like, you can see 
the growth that I've had in the last five years. And I think that year in 2015, where I was just taking, saying yes to everything and doing everything I could to have any wedding or any job that came my way. It was a process of me figuring out what I'm drawn to and and really training my eye to understand like, why am I putting this photo up on my website? What is this portraying to the people that are looking at my website? And how will that read in a client transaction way? And I will say, so the top photo, that graffiti, that was the first wedding I ever shot professionally that was hands down. I think I could pick like 10 photos from that bunch that were like in focus and composed well and lit well. The couple is amazing. And I used to work with them and I'm I'm still friends with them today. But I really, in the beginning stages, looked at my full gallery and I, I knew that not all my photos would be portfolio worthy, but I took a lot of time analyzing like which ones could lead me to that next job or that next client. So these were a few photos I remember using on my first website again and again and again. Um, And yeah, even though not all of the photos from this day turned out very well, it was definitely a process of learning what to show people so that they can hire me for X, Y, and Z down the road. And then words. Words are really important. I listened to a podcast recently with Ben Harley and he had a specifically a photographer copywriter on. And I thought it was so interesting to hear her speak about how important your words are when you're crafting your business. This is one thing that I put on my about page. I'm a true storyteller and admire when the photograph is able to show the real you without any force jumps in the air or poses that are overthought. The best way to do that, you be you and I'll be me. We'll take a breath, maybe sip some whiskey together or put on your favorite jams and break down any barriers between me and my camera and you. And I thought long and hard about what I wanted to explain to my couples because I'm sure you see this a lot. You see a shoot or a concept or whatever field that you're in, you see this end product and you think either like, wow, I'm never going to look like that or like, wow, I have no idea how they got to be in that position. And what I always wanted to educate with my clients was like, here's actually what I would do if I were trying to take a great photo of you. And how my photography process started was that, yeah, my friends and I would drink whiskey and play good music and like talk about how to utilize light in a cool and unique way. So I wanted to really let my clients in on what my real process would be. You just need to really like focus in on what you offer your client and how that can be translated in a sophisticated and poignant way. I think a great way to do that is to outsource your copywriting. If you are not a good writer, that's me. Spelling is not my forte. I have so many friends who are copywriters and have used them for brochures and pamphlets in the past. So what I always tell the people is if there's one facet of your business that you're not particularly great in, and I think for a lot of visual people, writing might be that, go and have someone do that for you. I believe her name is Green Book Storytellers, but she, again, specializes in copywriting for creatives. And I think that's something that's really overlooked. And what you don't realize is people are reading that. Like people are looking at the whole package that you are putting together for them. So using your words in order to help craft your portfolio is a really, really 
important thing to do. Uh, I think we all get bogged down on the visuals so much, but just encouraging you guys to just take a look again at like what you're telling your clients because more than likely they're they're reading it. And then being prepared, like this is something I also take a lot of pride in myself and I encourage others to do the same. For the shoots that you are really jazzed about and really stoked about, or any project that you're like, this is gonna be a game changer, this is gonna really boost my portfolio to the next level, you need to put in three times the amount of work that goes into that shoot or that project than anything else. Some of my most important shoots were ones that weren't paid, that I came up with myself or that someone who I was inspired by came to me with this idea and we executed it. For example, this photo and this photo shoot was done in Santa Monica. It was done at like five in the morning. These two, I actually, when I was starting freelancing, I was a whitewater rafting instructor in the Poconos for a summer. Um, yeah, no, my life was never this glamorous, I, I promise. I hosted whitewater rafting trips on a charter bus. And these guys were like fun outdoorsy people and did it also on the side. And they had moved out to LA and I was visiting California, a friend, friends of mine, and I knew her dad owned vintage cars. And I begged them like, please just give me 45 minutes of your time. I will take you to breakfast after. I will do anything that you need me to do. I just really want to have a shoot with you guys. I think the photos will look really awesome. And I think we took these around like fall of 2016. So still where I was like really trying to build up my portfolio and it really paid off. And I think just explaining to them why we need to do it at sunrise was really important and just understanding my locations and my light and just being prepared and going that extra mile for the shoots that you think will really pay off in your portfolio in the long run and just honing in on your style. Um, this is something for me that I get really jazzed about. Um, and I learned in a workshop once, and if you guys feel like doing an activity or going introspective, I encourage you guys to do this. So when you take a look at your, your photos, just look on your website or look on your Instagram, write down some adjectives that you think your photos look like, and then also write down the adjectives that you want your photos to look like. Um, this has helped me so much in crafting my portfolio. I always have these words in the back of my mind whenever I'm approaching a shoot or uh, just directing my clients. I personally, and this is different for every single person, I want my photos to feel confident and calm, romantic, and like an edginess and a cool to it. And now that I know those words, every time I approach a client or a shoot, or if I'm redoing my website or posting a blog post, I always look at each image and I'm like, does this evoke those characters? And if it doesn't, I don't put it in there. Um, and I think that's a really great way to start building a consistent portfolio for yourself, whether you're a stylist or a yoga instructor or just trying to put out any sort of product out there. Um, clients need to understand what you are trying to sell them on. And I know that clients aren't going to come to me who want bubbly, fun, colorful photos because that's not what I'm showing them. Um, and even in my website under the contact page, I always have what's your vibe slash aesthetic. And I had one girl recently, she was like, 
basically listed all the adjectives that like were not my photos. And that's when I knew we weren't a good match because she didn't really connect to the product that I was showing. The best case scenario is when someone literally lists one or more of those qualities that I hope my photos show. And then I know like, okay, this person has connected to my work and understands it more. And then also as far as honing in on your style, I always send clients that I currently have a shoot guide. And I think it's helpful for you guys to see this. So yeah, this is something I send out to all my couples before an engagement shoot or a portrait shoot or any of that. Again, it's all about educating your clients on what they don't already know. So for me at this point, and I didn't do this two years ago, but now that I understand the consistency of what I'm trying to show people, you have to assume that not everyone understands the creative process as much as you do. And they shouldn't because you're the professional and they're looking for you to you for advice. So something I do is send them over this shoot guide that really breaks down everything that they need to know that's going to be helpful for them for their shoot so that they can really feel like they are going to look like the people that they see all over my website. I think the worst case scenario is that they get their photos back and they're like, why do I look nothing like the people that I thought I was going to look like? I think setting expectations is really important, especially for photographers. You don't want to show like the coolest, coolest, artsiest photos in your Instagram when that's not the ones that you're going to be giving your client at the end of the day. I go over how to dress for it, how to really break down movement. And some of these seem like extremely obvious to me, but I think for clients, it's just really helpful to see that. And yeah, I encourage you guys to do the same with whatever it is that you do. And I also think it just shows that like you care and I want their photos to look really good as much as they want their photos to look really good. So that's something that I send clients before every shoot. And it also helps me selfishly build a more consistent portfolio. So it's it's really a win-win for all. And again, it just goes back to crafting your portfolio in order to then get the clients that you want. This will help you get a stronger portfolio and in turn, get the clients that you want. The last thing is just say yes to everything. I think like we all have really big egos and you should not always assume that like you're gonna get the coolest jobs all the time. I can't even explain how many birthday parties, kids, kid shoots, birthday parties, weird family reunion photos. I've done all of it. Um, and I, I have to say like, it's all helped me get where I am today. And I think just putting your ego aside and making sure that you're a service and people are reaching out for your photos and it's okay if not every single job that you get is gonna be portfolio worthy. I probably show about like 15 to 20% of my work and that's just the reality of your job. But I, I do think the more people that you touch and that you give a good experience to, they have five more people that they know that they're going to refer you to. And chances are one of those five people has a really cool opportunity for you and you'll get an awesome shoot and photos out of it. And even like these couples here, I like, I would never think that, you know, the couple on the right, that was a, a wedding I shot in Mexico this year. And on the left was in Tucson, Arizona. And I just starting back to 2015, like that felt so 
just not, it, it didn't even feel comprehensible for me to like be traveling for people's work. And I always thought to myself, like, and I would see people's portfolios like this or just that were way ahead of me. And I would think like, oh my God, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to think there. I'm just going to think about the next three months and like who I can work with and do an amazing, amazing job with that person and everything will be a stepping stone. And I think for anyone in this room who are freelance artists, you guys can understand like you're, yeah, you, you have to put in the work if you're going to eventually get a wedding in Mexico. So not everything comes to you overnight. It's a lot of hard work and grind and intentionality behind what you're putting out and showing to eventually get those clients that you want, those jobs that you want. And then, yeah, kind of segueing that into client experience for me at least, and I don't speak for everyone, but that has directly aligned with my business success. I have just always thought that if you make them think that they're the most important person in your books, then they're going to refer you till the end of time. And I don't get all my bookings through Instagram or marketing. I've always said this, but I'm I'm not the girl who has 70,000 Instagram followers. And I know personally, I have a really successful business and I'm really happy with that. So for me, I don't focus so much on gaining followers that aren't going to equate into business. I personally focus my time and energy on the current clients I have, making them feel like they just like struck gold on the best photographer they could find. And they're going to refer me until the end of time. One thing I always say to myself is every wedding that I go to and I shoot, I should at least get one job from that wedding, if not two, if not three. Uh, I still have in my referral thing, brides from 2016 that refer me. And I think that is the sign of a a successful and long-lasting business, not how many Instagram followers that you have. Um, And a few things that I go about with client experience is gifting my clients, keeping to my deadlines, being present, making them feel important, and understanding your price point. Knowing your price point, this is something that I think freelancers have a lot of conversations about. For me, especially in the beginning, I know who my client is and I know that whatever they're spending, that's like a representation of who they are. And I think sometimes knowing the value, not monetarily speaking, for certain jobs will help you then get the clients that you want. So for example, I can show you guys if we click into that link where it shows my price list, I've slowly made that go up over the years. And this wedding is obviously very different than these city hall weddings, but I value these city hall weddings just as much as I value this like Versailles shit of a wedding. That was really cool. Um, And yeah, and I don't want to lose these clients. Like I love these clients and they're really special and important to me. So I think making sure that you have different ways of pricing yourself so that it can be approachable to whatever client it is that you are trying to get is just a really good thing to hone in on. And yeah, and making it feel, making it feel fair. Like I know photographers that charge 10K for weddings and that's not my client and I won't ever charge that for for my people. I think these ones, 
were probably like under an $1,000 job. And I have this wedding specifically up on my website today because they're a beautiful gay couple. He's now a comedian on Comedy Central. It was an amazing job and it paid enough, you know, like you don't have to strike gold every single job and shoot that you have. You really should look at the larger picture and like know who it is you're photographing and how their outreach is. And I actually got this couple from a wedding that I shot the previous year in Brooklyn and they were an amazing, amazing client. And like I've now kind of gotten into this web of great clients out in New York that like will keep me coming back for more and more and more. So going to gifts and surprises, there's a book that I've been passing around, two books. It's a scheduling guide that I send all of my clients after they book. I think giving people physical gifts is like a really simple way to make people just obsessed with you. It's something that I have always done since the very beginning. And I think like just having a physical, tangible thing that clients can feel just really makes them appreciate you right after they hand you a bunch of money. <laughs> and yeah, and you, you have to understand too, like people are paying you real money for whatever your service is and you need to deliver on that. Like nothing would piss me off more if I hired a photographer and then I just saw them like drinking wine on Instagram for weeks after. Like I want to know that they are putting in the time and effort for me as a client. And I always want to make sure that my clients feel seen by me. And I think something as simple as dropping off a little care package to UPS goes like a very, very long way. Um, something else I do after the wedding is over is I send like a surprise little calendar from Artifact Uprising. It's magnetized and it goes on people's fridge for a year. And then when all their friends are over and they're talking about their wedding and they see the wedding photos on their fridge, it just like opens up the conversation about that photographer even more. Speaking of gifts, I have like little business cards with Palo Santo that I brought everyone. So everyone can go home with a little Palo Santo vibey scent after this as well. And it feels good to get stuff, right? Like everyone likes to receive things. Another way just to like hone in on your client experience is to keep with your deadlines. This is a hotel out in Williamsburg that I got contracted to do a few years ago. And I remember being extremely nervous when they had hired me. I thought that I wasn't experienced enough for the job and that I wouldn't just, I just wouldn't do a good enough job. There was an art installation going up and a friend of mine from Detroit was painting in that art installation. They liked the photos that they saw and they wanted to give me another try. So my focus was like half of the time, yes, taking really good photos to show them. And the other half was just telling them an answer before they could ask me a question. So like letting them know how the shoot went, letting them know when they'd receive their photos, telling them how to download their photos. You just always want to avoid the email of like, just wondering. Like you never want to get that email, like just wondering when we're getting our photos back. I also now started writing an email to clients that say, your images are underway, stay tuned. Because I know that they're thinking about it. So again, before they even have the opportunity to ask where their photos are, I just give them a short update of like, hey, I'm updating, you know, I'm, the photos are well underway. You should be expecting them in one to two weeks. Uh, and yeah, and then this hotel, like, I think just because I delivered a quality product to them 360 degrees around, they kept having me back for more. And 
there's a million photographers that could do as good of a job as I do with them. But because I give them a good client experience and because we connect on a personal level, like they have me coming back. And then another part of your client experience is just to be present. And it's a part of all of our jobs as creatives. I think all of us have so much going on in our minds all the time. Um, but I joke that my job is just to stay present and something I do before most of my, especially weddings and portrait shoots when I can, is just to have a five minute meditation to myself and just to breathe and remember really why it is that they hired me in the first place. And that's to capture really beautiful lasting images for them. And the less of a like workhorse I feel like, and the more I can stay present in that moment, the better I think my images are. So yeah, I think that's like a low key, very crucial part of your client experience, but just showing up and, and being also the person that they have seen on your Instagram stories and website and content. Um, because if you're not that person when they're meeting you, it just gives this inconsistent experience for the customer. So, and then, yeah, just making sure you have, you make each person feel important at every wedding. I make sure to memorize the parents' names and the siblings' names of whoever I'm photographing. I think it's a really little detail that pays off in the long run. And it, it goes back to also, you know, you never know which guest or or client or person you're talking to that is eventually going to help you get that step further in your career. And like I said, I try to book a wedding from every wedding that I go to. And I remember this wedding, I was like very scared. <laughs> the I was just like, ah, but yeah, the more, again, you just, you remember that they hired you for you and just to be yourself and to be gracious and kind. And like, you are a service at the end of the day. Uh, the more that they they will appreciate that. For me personally, I just want to be, again, photographing people that I'm inspired by, that I would want to hang out with on a personal note. And I have never wanted to be a photo factory. And I really take a lot of pride in my art and my work. And I just want to make sure that that's showing throughout my business from starting point A to ending point Z. Um, and I think that, again, it really helps you in the long run, just hone in on who your client is. And I promise you, they will keep coming back for more and more and more. Just remember to create art for you. I think that's like how I got into photography in the first place. And I think over the years, unfortunately, I've lost it a little bit just with how busy I've been. But I think it is really important to creatively keep opening yourself up and it really will show in your business. And I think as long as you can go about your business in a holistic way and like really balance the art form mixed with the business side of it, I think you guys all will be really successful in anything you do. So that's kind of it for me. Editing and original music by Camden Stacy and my manager slash producer of the show, Sonia Garlick. Thanks so much for listening all. Stay tuned for more episodes each week and make sure to hit that subscribe button. I'm Alicia Tova and you're listening to The Freelance Hustle.